0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Amen. We get to do this. We get to build the church of Jesus Christ all around the world and I say thank you so much for your generosity and giving. And uh, today we're going to uh, continue our series on giving. And uh, we're going to talk about generosity and over and above giving. Next week we're going to talk about personal finance. And, but don't miss, this is how we build his church. We go, we send, we give. And we're building his church. Now, I want to give a review of what we talked about. I want to give a preview of next week and then this week's message. And uh, I'll start with a preview. As you've heard at your campus or online, uh, Dave Ramsey is here next week. I don't want anybody to miss that. Dave Ramsey is here next week. And we have paid for Ramsey Plus for every single person of our church, even online. If you're part of our church, we paid for it. And you can uh, text the word Ramsey to 94000 and get in on this. It's so practical, and I'm looking forward to having Dave Ramsey here. I was tempted to buy something this week, and I was like, nope, Dave's coming. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to wait until after, maybe. I don't know. I might be too convicted. All right, but he's coming next week. So that's the preview. The review, we talked about tithing last week, and we talked about giving 10%. The first tenth, giving it to the Lord that it really belongs to him, and we're returning it to him. And we do this through the local church, fueling the mission that God put us on. He's like, I'll build my church. And when we tithe, we, it shows obedience. It acknowledges that he is our God. Like, you are our God, and we acknowledge that, and everything comes from you. It acknowledges that he owns it all, and we get to steward it and take care of it. It acknowledges that our heart has been touched and by God, and we want to do this. Um, it, we recognize that he gives us the ability to earn the wealth. And I'm speaking to sometimes Uh, To many business leaders, sometimes they think, like, I did this, I did this, I did this. I'll talk with some people that are very fluent business leaders, and they're like, I don't know if I can do that. I've worked too hard for that. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. He's the one that did it. So when we tithe, we acknowledge, you gave me this ability. It teaches us to put God first. It gives us perspective, uh, because you you... When you look at the tithe, it's 10% of what you make. And, and when you do that, all of a sudden it gives you perspective on what has God provided for you. Randy Elkhorn, whom I'm indebted to. On today's message, I'm indebted. There's so much that I'm using. I could have brought Randy in to preach. And so I want to give the disclaimer. If you say that, Randy Elkhorn, you're right. He probably did. I couldn't get him this weekend, so you got me. Ramsey's coming next week, all right? Um, but I'm indebted on this. He said this, we literally count our blessings when we calculate the tithe. You say, okay, what did I make? And some of you, 50,000, 100,000, some in our church, a million dollars. People in our church make a million dollars or more, and they calculate. And also they go 10% of that, and you start to actually calculate and count his blessings when you tithe, and you're like, wow, God, you, you... Look at how much you've given to me. And you actually stop. And even as you're giving the tithe, you should, in returning it to him, you're like, wow, you have blessed me with so much. The tithe should be given thankful with a thankful heart. we got, thank you, God, for all you've done. And as I calculate it, thank you. So we had the preview, the review, and now today. The title of my message is Up, Up, and Away. Now, some of you that are old, right away, just went to fifth dimension, up. Up and away in my beautiful... How many went there? You're old enough. You're old. You're old. I was in pre-service prayer, and I said that. And Mark Johnson goes, oh. And I said, dude, you're old. You're old. <laughs> up, up, and... Away. And Pastor Kirk looked at pre-service prayer like, what? I said, to infinity and beyond. He goes, oh. All right, so whatever category you're in. All right. But this is the message the Lord gave me. He said, I want you to preach on up, up, and away. Over and above giving, because what do we do over and above the tithe? We do a thing at River Valley called kingdom builders. And just saying, after we've said, God, we're returning that first time, we wanna go up, up, and away. We're New Testament givers. We're touched by grace. And so we wanna go way above the law and way above pre-law. We just wanna be obedient and go up, up, and away in our giving. And anytime we give above our tithe, we say, we're being kingdom builders. Whether you give it here or other places, like your heart is moved, but we have a strategy here. We say, we're going to give, and it's going to be kingdom builders. And I want to say this. As a church, you have lived out this verse that I'm going to read. You have lived it out. You have been so strong in your giving. And uh, the Apostle Paul is writing this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and he says, remember this. In verse 6, I'm going to read a lengthy passage, and, and I had somebody in the church say, you need to read the Bible slower. And I said, I'm so close on time. I'm going to read it as fast as I can. Follow along. Think faster. All right, let's go. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. I just gotta stop right there. That's you. You have been freely scattering your gifts to the poor. Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That's you. You have been living it out. People all over the world are thanking God because you have scattered gifts to the poor through Kingdom Builders. Your generosity is resulting in thanksgiving to God because of your giving to Kingdom Builders. They are praying for you because of your generosity through Kingdom Builders. I can't tell you how many times I see ministries and different pastors and leaders, and they're like, we are praying for River Valley. What's your goal this year? We're praying for River Valley. Thank you for what you're doing. They are praying for you. And I I just want you to know, and, and we use this on when I revealed the total, but I want it on the screen behind me of all the different projects that were funded. I mean, all of these different projects were funded. New Churches in the USA, the ICCM Life Center, the LA Dream Center, Africa, Asia, Europe, Convoy of Hope, Change 30, Widows, Orphans, Slaves Have Been Set Free, Clean Water, Bibles, Bibles, and more Bibles. A thousand churches in India, Tanzania, Thailand, Turkey. That's just the tease. I mean, we have been doing all this good around. You have lived it out. You have lived it out. And I'm saying, well done. Well done. You may not even realize this. Go ahead and throw that up with the Seek and Save initiative. I went to uh, the Assemblies of God, which we're part of, and I said, what would you do if we gave you $100,000 to reach the inner cities of America? We just need to do something. We got to reach the inner cities. And they said, we'd start the Seek and Save initiative. I said, go. Kingdom Builders is going to give you $100,000. And, and uh, they just started writing an article about this. like The Assemblies of God hasn't forgotten the inner city. Do you know what? You started that. River Valley, you started that. Through Kingdom Builders. Now others are adding to it. And we're reaching the inner city of America. I mean, this is just amazing to see what God has done. And so many of you have done plan, vision, dream. And that's not my message, but I do want to talk about it. It's on page 64 of the book even. Many of you had a plan. You say, God, I have a plan and I'll give what I can. This is what's in my hands. But you don't stop there. You say, God, I have a vision and I'm going to write it down. And I want to pray for that, and I want to encourage you, have a vision of what God could do outside of you, outside of you. And you say, God, I'm praying and believing that I'd love to give that to kingdom builders, but you don't stop there. You have a dream. God, what's the greatest amount I could ever give? What's the dream number? And so I just encourage you to do that. You have lived out plan, vision, dream. And I want to show this to you because it just shows like regular people in our church, regular people that God is using Show the chart here of all the people that gave to kingdom builders. I think we have it here, the chart. Yeah, you'll see that uh, in this chart here, you'll see 4,002 families or individuals gave to kingdom builders. It wasn't a one person thing. It wasn't just like one person at the end of the year wrote out a check. It was 4,002 families and individuals. You'll see all the different gifts that were given there. And maybe you say, that's where we are. That's where we are. And I'm asking you, you, would you pray about God? Do you want to stretch us? God, are we right where we're at? Are we living in our vision? But you did it. We did this and it was just so strong. So what do you say to a church that has given over the tithe $10 million for the past two years? over $10 million over the tithe for the last two years. And that's where I got up, up, and away. Let's go on this giving adventure with God and see where God wants to take us. I'm dreaming of the day that we have so much money that we have to ask for help to give it away. And you say, how much is that? It's about a billion, all right? It's about a billion. (laughs) We got big dreams around here. (laughs) I mean, really, too. Now, now just so you know, our goal this year is 12 million. Goal is twelve. Right now, my dream now, you say, where's your dream? My dream used to be I dream of the day that our church would give 10 million annually to King Boat. We've already done that. So now my new dream is 20 million. I'm dreaming of the day that we'll have 20 million Okay, you say, what would you do? Well, it's easy. We could just double everything we give to everybody. We could start paying off all the buildings we have. We could add new buildings and new ministry in America and around the world. I mean, we've got, that's what I'm saying. Like we got to a billion. We have 2,300 missionaries in the summits. We could put a hundred thousand dollars in each of their double zero account for the vision that's, you get it, all right? We're not done, all right? But we're going up, up and away. Ralph Winter said this, he said, obedience to the Great Commission has more consistently been poisoned by affluence than by anything else. And I wanna to say to us, not to us, not to us. As God prospers to you, as God grows your business, as God gives you creative ideas, may we say in our affluence that we will be obedient. We will not let our affluence derail our influence or our passion for reaching the world for Jesus Christ. We will ask how much can we give, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Now, up, up and away giving um, didn't originate with us. It didn't originate even in the New Testament. It actually, you'll find it in the Old Testament. And you'll see in Leviticus 22, you'll see in Numbers 15, you'll see in Deuteronomy 12, um, and also in Exodus uh, 35, up, up and away giving, where God's people were like so generous, so generous, so generous. And I want to look at Exodus 35. Um, In this time... God's chosen people, the Israelites, have just left Egypt. They've just left Egypt, and they're wandering in the desert. He's like, I've called you out of slavery, and I want you to be my chosen people. I'm bringing you into the promised land, and someday I'm bringing the Messiah, the one that will pay the price for all the sins of the world. All right, so they're on this journey. They've just come out of slavery. And God's telling them, I want you to build a tabernacle for me, a temporary portable structure, if you will, and I'm gonna put my presence there and I'm gonna dwell amongst you. And, and if it's gonna hold me or if it's gonna represent me or if I'm gonna be special in that place because it couldn't hold him, but it's where he said, I'll be special presence in that place. He said, here's what I want. And he gives them a very detailed list. I, I, this is gonna be made of gold. This is going to be made of silver. This will be made of bronze. These are the oils I want you to use. These expensive oils. These are the precious gems that I want. These are the expensive fabrics that you will use. This is the specific rare wood. This is exactly how I want it done. Interesting. And they don't complain. They don't bargain shop. How many know they were not Minnesotans because they don't bargain shop? Like, God, you could get a lot more at TJ Maxx. Like, last year's product, it would be worse. You know, it would be worth, you know. they don't do it. They will do that. And so they start giving, and here's what it says. Now, remember, these are former slaves, not like, like generations ago, like months ago. A few years ago, you don't understand? Like they were formerly in slavery, and God's like, build this, and here's the things that I want you to do. And it says in verse uh, 21 of chapter 35, it says, And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them, Came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of the meeting, which is the tabernacle, for all of its service and for all the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments, and they, were all, pre- and they all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. Skip down to verse 29. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. So this is not the tithe. This is not the tithe. This is a free will offering to build the tabernacle. And they're like, Yes, we want to do it. Former slaves who had, had taken stuff from their, their former uh, from the Egyptians, like they pillaged the Egyptians, but imagine former slaves finally have gold, silver, and these fabrics and this stuff, and then God says, I want it, and they're like, okay. It's yours. With joy, they do this. With joy. And if you listen clearly when I read it, it's like, as you wish, as you are led, everyone whose heart, God, who moved, as they were willing, like it was a free will offering. Can I say this about kingdom builders? As your heart is moved, as you are touched by God, as you are, you pray about the number that you're supposed to give so we can reach this world. Nobody's gonna call you and suggest the number but you're going to be just like them. But how did they go to over and above? In chapter 36, we get this picture that something is happening supernatural to them. And in verses four through seven, it says this. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord has commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering to the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more because what they had already had was more than enough to do all the work. I mean, they hit the number. Like we we don't even have, stop, stop, stop. I just had this idea. What if somebody's like, I'm gonna give a billion and see if he says stop. Okay, test me. I'll try, try me, I'll try, all right. But they were like, stop, we've already got it all. We've already got it all. That's all we need. This is up, up and away giving. And and they didn't even have time for gap closers. Do you know who gap closers are? They're the people that give to our kingdom builders after we do the miracle offering. You know, they watch all year and they watch, then we have the banquet and then they do the miracle offering and then they're like, what do you got left? How much do you got left? And there are people that are wired to be gap closers, but how many know the Israelites, like there were no gap, gap closers are like, too late, too late. You don't even get to give. You don't even get a blessing. You don't even get it, you know? But I thank God we have gap closers in our church. Um, Pastor Allen, when he was at Woodbury campus, was there, and he was out to breakfast. It was like December 30th, and one of the guys in his church had breakfast, and he said, what, what, what do we wait from our goal? And he said, like, Well, we're $7,000 away. And the guy said, how about if at breakfast we just start calling families right now and we find six other families? He goes, I'll do a 1,000. We find six more. And they're at breakfast calling. And they got it. And then they're like, yeah, with gap closers. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, this last year with Kingdom Builders, this is exactly what happened. When I was doubting, when I was doubting, and I was like, man, nine would be good. Nine would be good. And Becca rebukes me. You know, you prayed for 10. Right after that is when I received a text that said, The Lord spoke to us and said, We're supposed to hold the gains and we're doing this very large gift because we're part of this. We, 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 we're going to close this gap. So I thank God for gap closers. But the children of Israel were giving so strong, it didn't even allow gap closers. These were all people that were like, I don't care. Like, I'm giving. I'm giving, and and sometimes people give, and they're like, but what if they go over? Not these people, I'm giving. If we go over, we go over. Like, I want to do this. My heart was touched. My heart was touched. I'll never forget, there was a family that said that the Lord told them an exact amount to give, and their heart was touched, and then they got to their campus, and the the campus pastor said, we already reached the goal. And they're like, oh, because they brought the gift. And they're like, but our heart was touched. And then he said, just so you know, We're going to do a bonus gift and a bonus goal. And he said, we're going to start a church and we're going to build this church and it's going to be this amount. And the family was like, that's exactly the amount that God told them to do. So they hit the bonus thing that weekend because their heart was touched. That's how God does it. And so the Israelites up, up and away, up, up. They're the ones that came up with this, giving so much they had to be restrained. Now this up, up and away giving defies logic. Logic says, keep some. Logic says, just like two years ago with our kingdom builders, just in case, just in case, hold on to some. Logic says, save for a rainy day. Remember, these are former slaves. They could have said, no, 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 we, we don't want to do this. But they're parting with it. They're like, oh, let's go. Let's give. Our heart's been touched by God. Up, up and away, giving defies logic. And if you even share what you're planning to give to kingdom builders, to a, a friend of yours that doesn't know Jesus, they'll be like, Are you crazy? Do you know what you could buy with that? Do, do, do you know how much that is? Like, like they get angry, like, like you told them, I'm not giving it to you, I'm giving it to God. I wasn't giving to you anyway. I like never, you know, but they go, oh, and like, no. Parents, we do this with our kids sometimes. Don't do that. If your child wants to do up, up and away giving this year for kingdom builders, you encourage them, you pray. I, I, I love this. I got a text from a, a friend of ours in the church, and he said I could share this. He said his son came home from youth convention and said, Mom and Dad, God spoke to me. I'm giving $500 to Kingdom Builders. Now, he does not have a job. He's not old enough for a job. He's in junior high. And they, oh, praise God, they said. That's, that's wonderful. And when he left... This husband looked at his wife. He said, well, we're probably writing out a check for $400. All right. That's what he said. He said, when the miracle offering came around, he said, I was overjoyed and embarrassed because our son had raised $1,300 for a kingdom builder. Isn't that amazing? This is what he said. He texted me, shame on me for doubting what God has sparked in him. Whoever's heart is touched, whoever's heart has moved, whoever had that vision and you wrote it down and you prayed, God, I'd love to give this to, to reach the world for Jesus and to build your church. Parents, do not discourage that in your children. Encourage them to hear the voice of God and to be on that journey. But adults I want to speak to you. Be very careful who your attorney is, who your financial advisor is, because if they're not a believer, they'll tell you giving to the church is unwise. You shouldn't do that much. That no, no, you should hold, we should trickle this into the kingdom of God. I encourage you to get an advisor and an attorney that will not shut down the prompts of God on your giving. When I told our financial advisor that helps Becca and I, what we are giving and what we are doing for kingdom builders, he goes to our church, he started to cry, he started to cry and he said, That's what I wanted to hear from my pastor. That's like, how else can we give and leverage more for the kingdom of God? That's the type of person you want speaking into your life as an adult. This is what Randy Alcorn said, another quote from him. He said, Jesus never called someone a fool for giving too much and keeping too little, but he did call someone a fool for keeping too much and giving too little. Uh, Jesus is saying, follow me, I'll speak to you, I'll speak to you. And I want to speak to this, side note, I got to speak to this. It's a limited number of people, but it's people with high net worth. I just got to speak to this. There's a beautiful thing that has been invented in America called donor advised funds, DAF. Donor advised fund, all right? Love them, love them. We get a lot of money now through Kingdom Builders, through donor advised fund. For those of you that don't know what it is, I'll explain this to you. You can give a large amount of money to a donor-advised fund and realize the tax write-off for it. And then the money sits there and you have to give it to charity, but it doesn't leave the donor-advised fund until you tell it to leave the donor-advised fund. All right? And here's what is happening right now. People all across America are giving billions and billions of dollars to donor-advised funds. They're giving it there. And, And here's what happens. As soon as they give it, the government says, well done, well done, and they give them the tax break. But the money sits there. And until it leaves the donor advised fund and goes to the harvest field, that's when God says, well done. And so the government's saying, well done, good job, tax tax write-off, good job. But the Lord's saying, and? And? Will you let me move your heart? Will you let me, and? I mean, we're talking like double-digit billions in America, just sitting in donor-advised fund, like already the government. And like last I checked, like the government's well done is way minor than the Lord's well done. It reminds me when I was in China. I've shared it before, but, you know, I was meeting with this guy in China, and I said, God bless you. And he, and he goes, oh, you know what to say? And he goes, Communist Party, bless you. And I was like, man, you got the better deal there. I'm just saying. God blessing you is way better, you know? Government can, well done, tax write-off. God's like, well done, get it to the harvest field. If you have money in donor-advised fund, man, get it to the harvest field. There's a saying with that, um, because I was talking to a family that's very affluent. Doesn't go to our church, but I was having dinner with this family, very affluent, and they were just grieved because they said, our children don't love God like we do. And we have millions, we have multiple millions we want to leave and so we've started giving more aggressively now while we're still alive because we don't know what they're gonna do with the money. We just don't know. Like, this is our heart for the things of God. We're just praying their heart will change. And there's a saying for that. It says, do your giving while you're living so you're knowing where it's going. And you say, well, I'll just leave it to my kids and I'll tell them to do, you know, no. Do your giving while you're living so you're knowing where it's going. And you do that. You just take care of the things of God. But it defies logic. All right, real quick, a couple things. It also brings joy. It brings joy. When you follow God on this journey, it brings joy. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. It brings blessing. Luke 6 38 says, Given, it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured in your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You cannot outgive God. He's proven it to me over and over and over again. I'm going to live in a heart touched by God and live in this over and above. Another thing it does, it changes our world. I mean, Kingdom Builder book, we are changing the world with the giving that we're doing. It takes our our walk with God to a new level. And and this is a a different story in the Old Testament, but same sentiment, same thought. David is building the temple, all right? So Moses built the tabernacle. That's a portable place where God said, my presence will be. David says, I wanna build the, the temple, not the tabernacle. I wanna build the temple. Now, God says, you can't build it, but you can raise the resources. Your son will build it, not you. And so David's like, great. I get to be lead, kingdom builder, giver. I get to do this over and above. And he calls the leaders to give. And let me read this as we get ready to close. First Chronicles 29.9. It says, the people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. And then a few verses later, David prayed a prayer that I have prayed as well. I've prayed this prayer as we've done Kingdom Builders, two years, over $10 million. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we've given you only what comes from your hand. Lord, our God, in verse 16, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. Know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Lord, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep these desires and thoughts in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. There's a new level. Like, I'm just praying, God, who are we that we get to do this? Who are we that, like, we get to do this? And I look at the map on there and where Kingdom Builders is going all over the world. Who are we that we get to do this and that we get to be on this journey with you? How... Blessed are we that instead of like wondering where our next meal is coming from, we're looking at will that stock ever hit or will I get the raise or will that invention go through or what do you want me to do with this Lord? And we praise God for the blessings that he has given to us, but we're going to live blessed to be a blessing and we're going to be on this adventure of up, up and away up, up, and away. I have no idea where this is going to like level off, but I know my new dream is praying for 20 million. My crazy outlandish is, Lord, we'd need help at a billion, but Lord, help us to live up, up, and away. May our hearts be touched. May we respond to whatever you say to us, and may we give generously and joyfully, because we know this, God loves a cheerful giver. So, Lord, I just pray right now for your church that we would do this up, up, and away. I pray that we'd live this way and plan, vision, dream. We'd work the plan. We'd write the vision down and pray over it and see how you provide. And we'd have that dream goal that we'd love to give someday to your work. Help us to live in this adventure. And and as our heart is moved, as our heart is touched, as we're excited about giving, may we give generously, Over and above the tithe, over and above. We've already acknowledged you, but now over and above that, may we be on this adventure to say, how much more can we give to our Lord? How much more can we do to spread the message around the world? We thank you that we get to live this way, blessed to be a blessing. And I pray this over your church, up, up, and away. Up, up, and away. Greater things that we'll be able to do for your glory and for your honor, that people would just forget that it was River Valley, but they'd remember that it was the kingdom of God that was built. It was the church of Jesus Christ that was built, and it was done in his name and for your glory. Blessing upon your church as we live this out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.